podcast about morality and politics with Michael Bank Peterson and Oliver Scott Curry. Okay, welcome to another episode. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. How are you? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, I think I'm the only person left in Christendom who hasn't yet uh, got COVID. So, so far, so good. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I did have my uh, encounter with the with the virus, but uh, luckily it was uh, it was mild, uh, and uh, and then I appreciate the the extra layer of immunity. Very yeah, very very good, um, and you're still fighting a good fight for Denmark. Yes, so uh, I I also have COVID on my brain in the sense that uh, it is what I'm constantly talking about uh, with uh, with the media and uh and with politicians yes those two all right um well with that clumsy segue um today the topic of today's podcast is nothing less than the nature of politics what politics is and we uh we have both we both have degrees in political science um and so i think we both have views about what politics is um but I certainly think that I'm surprised that when I did my degrees in politics, this this was never really made clear. Um, We talked a lot sort of about politics and around politics and some of the mechanics of politics and and some, I don't know, I don't mean utopian in a bad way, but more utopian accounts of what politics could be like. Um, And it's only a long time after I finished all these degrees, I realized I didn't really know what it what it was in the first place. So I want to, I think I've got an idea. I've got a theory, I've got a conjecture, and I think you'll be the perfect person to, to test it out on, at least in the first instance. And for some reason, boy, many, many people, when they think about politics, they always start with this, the state of nature and try and build up from there. And for some reason in my head, this, in my head, the state of nature is, some kind of Scandinavian island with people called, um, I don't know, Sven and Carl and what are some other Scandi- like typical Scandinavian names? Uh, Holger. Holger. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, okay, Sven and Carl. Is Carl one or Jarl? Yeah, no, you, you could uh, be named Jarl, yeah. Okay, Sven, Jarl and Hol- Holger. Yes. Yeah. So let me, so, I mean, with, without any more folder roll, let me just so jump straight in. So here's what I think, here's what I think politics is, right? So I want to start, start, I want to imagine if you can, this sort of fairly barren Scandinavian island with, with Jarl, Holger, Sven and all the rest. And they're all fishing. That's, what, that's how they make a living. So there's a whole population of people making a living, for example, fishing. Um, and all kind of doing their own thing. And there's no big, it's not like a terrible state of nature, they're just doing their thing. And then what happens is one of them realizes, or so they're all in the in the pub, I suppose, one evening, one says, you know what, it'd be really handy if we had a, I don't know, doesn't matter, a harbor or something to um to bring the when we bring the boats in. Um, but of course, I 
Sven says, but of course I can't build a hub all by myself. But I reckon if we all chip in, if we all put some money in a in a pot, then we'll be able to build a harbor or whatever it is. So, and everyone thinks about it, and thinks, yeah, it would be, it would be, it would be useful to have a harbor. We would all benefit from having a harbor. So, um, so they do. They think, yeah, let's let's do that. So they all there's an opportunity there for them all to work together for the common good in in that instance. But then the next, so the next thing that happens is, okay, great, we have a harbour, but then well, where should we put it? Should we put it on the sort of the east of the island or the west of the island or whatever it is? And uh, so, oh, sorry, to go back half a step. So perhaps different people benefit from different amounts from this harbour. So the, so the, um, the really successful fisher, fisher people, fishermen, benefit more from the less successful than the less successful fishing people, right? But they all benefit a lot so they all go along with it but there's some different difference of opinion um similarly when it comes to should we put it on the east or the west or whatever there's some disagreement the people who live on the east want it to be on the east and the people who live it on the west want to be on the west but that but in either case they they all benefit okay so far so far so good um now, but we can imagine other proposals where someone says, hey, do you know what? I think it would be really handy if we had a, I don't know, we put a fence around the village or something. We put a, and some people agree with that and say, yeah, that I would like that. I would, that would be good. And other people say, I don't see the point. It's not worth it. And so on. So there might be every week in the pub, then someone might say, do you know what? I think it would be good if we did this, or I think it would be good if we do that. And I, it doesn't, I don't want to get into institutional design, but suppose they just take a vote in the pub of what they're going to do. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. And we presume that they're going to agree with things that they benefit from and not things that they don't. And it seems that now you've, now you have, so now you have politics going on because, and I think the essence of it to extract it from that uh, labored example is that politics is, conflict over over cooperation so it's it's conflict over which cooperative projects to pursue or, or perhaps conflict over how much to cooperate so how much should everyone put in the pot um you know should we have a completely you know libertarian anarchist system where there is no pot and nobody puts anything in or should, should everyone put everything in and or should we they put in a you know a, a certain proportion which so that's kind of one background variable, but the key is people are disagreeing about how to cooperate. And you can imagine that if in one month they build a harbor on the east, even though the people on the west that's not their preference, next time round the people on the east might say, "Well, look, if you vote for our east harbor next time round, we'll vote, we'll we'll agree to go along with your western wall or whatever it is, whatever the thing is." And, and so it goes on. So ju just, just from that very simple starting point, people benefit from cooperation, but people, different people benefit from different cooperative projects, but they all have to agree to do it. Otherwise, nothing happens. Just from that, you, it seems to just generate all the things. It just seems to generate all the things that we call politics. So it, it generates... Can I stop you there, yes, Oliver? Yes, please do. Um... Glad someone did. Then, then we can talk about uh, what what it generates uh, afterwards. Um, so, 
I will I will now put on my traditional political science hat on. I don't wear it often, but uh, mm. today today I will try to uh, to play that role. So I think that understanding of of uh, politics, conflict over cooperative projects, I think that does resonate with with some of the traditional. Um, understandings of, of what politics uh, is. Um, we have, uh, uh, so, so one, one uh, classical definition is Harold Laswell's definition that, that it's, uh, that politics is the, is the process of, uh, of deciding who gets what, when, and how. Uh, that that's a that's a a simple uh, definition that focuses very much on the conflict uh, side. Um, uh, no, uh, Oliver, you are not allowed to say anything uh, just yet. Um, then, then there's also another classic uh, definition by by David Easton. So Easton uh, focuses uh, on on like that's the uh, I cannot I, I cannot quote it um, exactly how it is uh, phrased, unfortunately, which which again shows that I too seldomly wear my my traditional political science cap. But but it would be something like uh, the authoritative uh, allocation of values uh, for for our society, and and that's also uh, related to to like determining uh, yes to some extent who gets uh, what uh, when and how. But I also think that there's something different in uh, or some other aspect in in some of uh, Easton's definition, which is the that that politics is something that happens within a system or something that happens within a polity. So it, it happens within a community. And I think that's that's potentially where what what you are also getting at uh, or where I'm least curious about whether that's what you're getting at that that by emphasizing that this conflict over cooperation, uh, then then there should be some kind of of uh, common fate. Uh, the, there should be some intertwined uh, welfare uh, among those who participate in the political process. Um, and and that leads me to the to the final point where where your definition might be completely different from from what we we see uh, among at least some social scientists that 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 there is a uh, sort of what you can say an uninterrupted path from politics to warfare uh, because I think your point is is that warfare is not politics it's uh, warfare is not politics with with other means as uh, as some would would say is that is that true um no so i so uh, well let me so let me get to it so the okay so that that last world quote that politics is who gets what when and why or, or whatever it is so i think that's i think that's completely wrong uh, in terms of i think that's a description of economics like who gets what it's and the, like i said it misses out the key feature of politics which is it's who gets who gets what or who, as it were who gives what and who gets what from this collective endeavor it misses out that key bit it's like it's, it's like it just that's the background it's taken for granted and then never mentioned and it's it's the, the whole point is that people are have different are disagreeing about how to steer 
the collective action. Like, what, what shall we do? If we all come together, we're very powerful. We can achieve lots of things. What shall we do with this power? Shall we go here? Shall we go there? Shall we do this? Shall we do that? And that definition misses out that key bit, which, which is key. The Eastman one, which and I don't, and I'm not, you know, I don't, uh, I defer to you on the chapter and verse political science, but the Eastern one similarly does, does a thing that a lot of social scientists do, which is they define one uh, sort of unknown thing in terms of other unknown things. So politics is the authoritative allocation of value. So then they've just generated two more confusing things that everyone can argue about, or it's within a polity. And then everyone writes books about what polity means and everything else. So that's what I, so I'm not trying to give a definition in the sense of, uh, you know, this politics means this, this other thing. And then, then you just go off on a infinite regress of other definitions that I'm trying to do it the other way around. So just, just think of this very basic society. Uh, think about it from the ground up. You, then you, you get all these features and you, one of the features you get, which, so you get, you get the East party and the West party, you get log rolling, you get some kind of way of assessing the interests of the people who are going to contribute to these projects, blah, blah, blah. But you also, uh, you, it also captures that idea. I, I, I do agree with the third definition that, which, which way around is it? Politics is, uh, warfare is politics by another means. People, or people, people have, have used it both ways. The, yeah, so there's a continuum between, politics and warfare is on a continuum. And I think that's right too, because, so here you have this, so you have the disagreement between the Eastern, Easters, Easterners, and the Westerners over where to put the harbour or where to do everything else. And how do you resolve this? That's, this? So this is why I say conflict rather than competition, because conflicts can be resolved. Um, conflicts are non-zero-sum interactions, so they can be resolved in ways that, in, in more or less efficient ways for the people involved. So they can be involved. Uh, right. So Churchill allegedly said, apparently didn't, um, jaw-jaw is better than war-war. So it's better to discuss our disagreements and try and come to some compromise, some negotiation. Uh, but and when those negotiations break down, then the, the, the sort of uh, the inferior equilibrium, the worst case outcome is that we then go to war and have a fight. So it's much better to resolve our dis disagreements peacefully than fighting over it. So similarly with politics. So you, I'm, I'm a Westerner, you're an Easterner. We want the harbour in different places. Um, we're bar bargaining over over it, and somehow we come to some agreement that it's going to be in it's going to be in the West. Uh, and because next time round you'll 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 have things your way, but if if these two parties can't come to an agreement, then they might the conflict might descend into something more violent, more um, I can't think of the word. Might es the conflict might escalate rather, not descend. Might escalate and become more violent, and then you get something like a civil war, where there's where there's two or more parties that can't come to terms, can't agree. Then um, things get worse, and worst case worst case scenario, it can escalate into war. So it's, it's 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 consistent with that last bit. All right. I but but I'm 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 still unsure whether you can whether you can have it both ways in the sense can is is there not some kinds of conflicts that that are not captured uh, by by the term of politics and and here I'm thinking about if you have zero sum conflict 
would, would, would you call that politics as, as well? Or should there be some kind of, um, of uh, cooperative enterprise at, at the end, even, even though that I agree that that, that might involve bloodshed, uh, negotiating uh, that um, access to, to, to whatever collective good is, uh, is there. Oh, so yeah, so that's interesting. So in, I'm not sure, actually, I have to think about that. So on the one hand, there does seem to be a zero sum element, like if I, if we build the harbour on the in the West, that is at the expense of the interest, relatively speaking, at the expense of those who are building it in the East. So we can't build it in both places. So if we build it in the West, it means we can't, there's an opportunity cost, we can't build it in the East. And that that looks a bit competitive. It looks a bit uh, zero summy, but I suspect that it would, it's, in fact, it's, those are two outcomes in a, in a coordination game. And you would prefer the East equilibrium and I would prefer the West equilibrium, but we both prefer one of the equilibriums to nothing. We both prefer a harbour and harbour somewhere than no harbours anywhere so we are we are nego- it is a bargaining game we are negotiating within it's a it's like a zero sum uh, conflict zero sum uh, interaction within a larger non-zero sum interaction um if it if it was pure I, I i'm not sh- i'm not sure it would make sense to have a pure zero sum you could have a pure zero sum interaction here but i have to think about that you could you could imagine uh, so so it seems it seems that that some uh, ethnic uh, conflicts are are just zero sum uh, where where there's the understanding that the actual existence of the other group is uh, diminishes uh, the the welfare that you have and 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 there there that might be a slightly different game. Right. Okay. So suppose you had, so you've got the Easterners and the Westerners or the Northerners and Southerners or whatever it was, the fishermen and the shepherds or whatever, it's different interest groups. Um, And they are each taking turns, getting their preferences satisfied in terms of different schemes that they agree on. You could certainly imagine a situation, but they're still sort of all in it together. They all benefit a bit. I guess you could certainly imagine a situation where it got to the point, either in reality or in perception, that the Northerners, or the stick with it, the, the the Westerners saw any gain by the Easterners in a zero sum way, and any gain they made was directly at their at their Westerners' expense. Um, and if that ha- if that happened and that perception persisted, or or it was true. Then what would you expect? Would you expect that society to break down? You expect there to be that that polity would would cease to exist. There would be some kind of big rupture, some civil war, some uh, secession, some breakdown. Um, and th- so it seems to capture that that kind of thing too. Um, if I don't, I, I don't want to make a kind of an empirical point about how polarized America is or anywhere else, but when it gets to the point that one lot sees the other lot, not just, oh, it's their turn and it'll be our turn next time. 
when they see them as an existential threat and every, every gain of theirs is at a cost to us, then that's a recipe for, you know, political breakdown. So, so some some kinds of conflicts will break down politics. Yes, because because the so the, my starting point was there are some things we can do that benefit us all, but we disagree about which ones we prefer. If it if it gets to the situation where there are there are no longer things that we can do that benefit us all, then you would expect the society to fracture. And so another benefit of my uh, my definition is that it's not restricted to um, to, to states to governments. It can take place. It, it applies to any situations in which there there are there's disagreement over how to cooperate. So that includes sort of family politics as to you know which restaurant shall we go to? We all want to go to the the whole family wants to go to a restaurant together, but he she wants to go to a Mexican restaurant and he wants to go to an Indian restaurant and. There's there's some politics there. How do we keep this together? And oh well, we did that last time. Or if we go to the Indian restaurant, then you can have an extra papa dom or whatever it is. You have to negotiate it. Similarly, um, you know, uh, office politics um, you know, on a on a small scale, um, or I don't know what the Danish equivalent is, or sort of you know parish council, very very or, or clubs or, or uh, societies where societies form you know i don't know the american sociological uh, american psychological society or association forms because they they are realizing some potential for mutual benefit for psychologists so they everyone chips in and collective action is to the benefit of all the members but if and there's always disagreement but if the disagreement gets to the point where a some some segment of the society no longer feels its interests are being served, then those members will will leave if they can, or and or they will set up their own society. I mean, and that just happens all the time with every at every level of organisation. Whenever people can come and go, whether that you know, and in a sense, the nation states are the sort of biggest slowest versions of most complicated versions of that but the logic is the same from you know from families all the way through to federations that, that uh, so I, I i very much appreciate that aspect and i think it's it's hugely important uh for people to not think about politics in terms of of national politics because then i don't think that we understand much about what it actually is and we don't understand much about what are the psychology uh, that people use to to make uh, decisions about about politics? If we if we just focus on on the on the complex uh, level of, of national politics, um, so so I very much appreciate that point. Okay, so lo- a lot of your work has been on showing that the the sort of the heuristics, the evolved heuristics uh, adaptations we have. Or do the other around. Lots of the decisions we make about modern politics are actually the result of intuitions and heuristics we have, which were designed to function in much smaller, more traditional societies. So, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but does the does that sort of essence of politics that I've described capture politics in 
sort of ancestral politics? I, I do think that it 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 does. Uh, I I've always been kind of unsure about what the the stuff that we just discussed about the the like when when does when does uh, politics uh, end and when does uh, warfare uh, begin? Uh, but but if we look at if we look at at, at um, ancestral uh, social life, then I think it was full of uh, politics in the in the sense of of what you are describing. That there was uh, a very large number of cooperative enterprises, and uh, and at at the same time there must have been conflict over which cooperative enterprise to pursue. Uh, it, it almost falls out of the logic of natural selection that 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 must have been the case because we are organisms uh, designed to propagate our own genes. So you cannot have uh, you cannot have interests that are completely aligned, but they can be very much aligned. But there will be so there will be these constant negotiations about what how how should we which cooperative project to prioritize how exactly. Should we should we tweak this uh, project? Should it be in in the direction of my interests or in the direction of, of your interests? And and I think that 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 is uh, what what politics is 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 about. Uh, in in that sense, I very much agree with with the with the spirit of of your of your definition. Um, and I think that there's there's different types. Of, of politics involved and most likely there were different types of, of politics uh, ancestrally as, as well like one, one is the the very concrete negotiation about should should I have this resource or should should we should we do this uh, cooperative project or that cooperative project like that's that's one sort of um, immediate form of politics but there's also another type which is is more where you you don't discuss concrete projects but you discuss the rules uh like what what are the rules through which we make decisions so that's a sort of a second order form of of, of politics which we seem to be seem to be incredibly good at uh as as, as humans and and therefore I, th I think that must have been a feature of um of ancestral politics as as well there's even some uh evidence that um that uh, chimpanzees have something like that, uh, what Franz Duval calls calls a, a sense of social regularity, that they sort of have an understanding that there are particular rules that that uh, that influence who gets access to certain resources uh, and and who doesn't. So you don't have this sort of constant negotiation uh, or constant conflict um, in in all concrete instances. Well, so that so. So that's another. Um, that that's interesting. The the second order stuff. So yeah. So once we've once if you have the basic principle that people are disagreeing about how to cooperate, then a, a whole host of other problems arises. How to sort of weigh people's interests or how to. Um, I mean, then you have the whole field of kind of institutional design and. I guess there's almost an infinite number of ways of of doing that. You know, should we meet once a week, once a month? Should um, you know, should we should we vote secretly? Should we vote in public? Who's allowed? You know, how how do we order? I remember attending an amazing lecture many years ago on what difference it can make just the order of things on the agenda. 
um, there's a whole science of agenda setting where, and I forget the details, but you know, if if there's if there's disagree, even with the same preferences, ordering um, different people getting what different people getting what they want earlier than others can change what things get done. Um, I, I'm not doing that justice, but um, but so yeah. So then there's almost sort of infinite variety of institutional designs and mechanisms and. Again, that so part of my, I remember as an undergraduate, so much of what we were taught in politics was this second order stuff about, oh, well, in Sweden, they do it like this. And in, in Peru, they do it like this. And, and, and it would end this comparative politics, again, without any clear articulation of what it was these institutions were for, like what the underlying mechanism was. Again, it was almost, maybe I missed the first lecture or something, but it was almost just, I don't know if it was, implicit or it just wasn't wasn't known or wasn't agreed upon but it's just missing that that central feature i i, I completely agree and also that that it 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 uh, it the sort of standard teaching of of institutions take them for granted and doesn't focus on what is actually the process of of negotiating those institutions and also i think uh, often has have the problem that they focus on on codified institutions uh, rather than 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 uh, thinking about it from from the psychological perspective of what does it actually mean to to live on a, under an institution like what what how how do we develop uh, the set of expectations that that allows us to 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 navigate uh, consistently with an institution, even if we don't necessarily know all the formal rules and so on. So I think there's a whole cognitive science of uh, of institutions that uh, that political scientists and and social scientists should take take more seriously. Well, so right. So I I wanted to say something about go back to warfare, but before I do, do you think do you think that politicians understand politics? And what I mean by that is I, I tweeted something a few weeks ago about it, it always, it's a constant source of amazement to me that people participate in institutions that they don't understand and yet they work anyway. So science, you know, even, even philosophers of science don't agree on what science is or how it works. And yet somehow progress is made. Um, people, people, social scientists don't, or economists don't exactly agree on markets and what markets are or how markets work. And yet we all go to the market and we're all more prosperous as a result. And I think it's similar with politics. Obviously, politics has been going on for a long time, perhaps millions of years. And perhaps some of the, uh, quote, knowledge of that is implicit and intuitive and we, we can't articulate it. But I sometimes just wonder whether, and I think this when I see all of the, um, what shall I say, all the clowns in um in Congress in America, um, the perform like all the performative politicians. You sometimes I just wonder, oh, they've just seen, they've just seen the surface of politics. They've seen that you go in and say, yeah, boo, the other side is terrible and my side is great, and they don't, they haven't really. Spe- I mean, it's conspicuous with with um, the uh, class of when whenever they came in, class of twenty of uh, 2018 or something. Um. They are performing politics because they've just seen the. That's all they've seen the performance, 
and they haven't really understood the underlying mechanics that this is, oh no, you know, meanwhile, the Mitch McConnells of the world are quietly steering billions of dollars this way or that way in, in you know, in the direction of cooperative schemes they prefer. Um, but the, I wonder how much of them, how many of them really understand what is going on here rather than they're just in a, you know, Chinese room moving symbols from one side to the other without really understanding. I think that's a, that's a very good question. And I, I, I think that, that that's another um, re research topic that is uh, ripe for the taking is understanding, um, understanding politicians better. And I, I, I don't think we will come to understand uh, modern democracies very well until we actually understand what goes on in the mind of, uh, of the pro professional politicians that are, that are running the, the show. I, I do think I do think that many politicians are intuitively good at at um, at uh, engaging in politics in, in in the same way that you can be a can be a very good salesman without understanding ma the macroeconomy, right? I, and I, I right. think something like that can also works work for politics. Yeah. So that, okay. So that would be a good research question. Do do politicians understand politics, and does it matter? Yes. And and uh, I, I know that uh, I have a I have a good colleague who uh, just started uh, a, another research project, which is it's it's not on whether politicians understand politics and whether it matters, but it's it's whether politicians understand the economy and whether that matters. Uh, right. But I think that there are other other uh, similar research questions. So one one that I'm particularly interested in, given my my uh, role in the COVID pandemic is do politicians understand uh, the public and does it matter? Uh, be because uh, I, I think that the mental models that politicians have about how it is that citizens behave are hugely influential uh, in, um, in, the, in the decisions that they make. Okay, and but so then it, suppose that uh, we were right in this, this theory of politics was right. And suppose that some hapless politician was listening, you know, was listening to our podcast and found, you know, learned the secret. Would they be, would they be more effective politicians or would their um, sort of explicit scientific knowledge be no match for the, uh, it would be, you know, it would be powerless against the, like, the, the sort of the good instincts that, you know, everyone else has. Well, I, I think I think the issue is potentially that that uh, you you need you need more details than than just the the concept or the definition of what politics is, right? Be, before you can actually uh, oh, details details schmitails like as if you if you've got the right theory, the details will fall into place. You go aha, that's what that detail is. No, I, I think I think you are I think you are right in uh, in the sense that that. Um, uh, you, Oliver, you have a, a very good theory of cooperation, uh, uh, which uh, is related to morality. And you could say that if if you add that to our understanding of politics, then then you do have a pretty powerful uh, way of of saying well how how to actually uh, sort of talk about different political topics, how to to frame them, how to, to how to sell them. Okay, so let, we'll get to morality in just a second, but I just I want to go back to something else you said about about warfare, because um, I want to say that this, let's call it a theory, this theory that I've been 
um, trying to articulate, it also runs in the other direction. So we were saying before, okay, so imagine you have a, a society that has common interests and we could imagine a situation where that breaks down and they they split into fact there's all there's always going to be different interest groups but those interest groups could their interests could completely become non-overlapping and the society would break down um i think that could, and then you you'd have a war or secession or something um i think that could also happen in reverse in sort of more in a if you want to call it progressive way so imagine the the opposite situation so you have the easternism where you have the Eastern tribe and the Western tribe at war on this island. And it's, which is a, let's, it's not quite, but let's say for argument's sake, it's a zero sum interactions. One lot keep gaining ground. It's trench warfare, battles and forts. Um, it's almost zero sum. So you can imagine someone coming along, a peacemaker coming along and saying, hey, look, come on, we 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 keep, um, we're assuming that it's a, it's a zero sum competition, but I really think that there are better ways we could resolve that we have our two tribes have um, an opportunity to cooperate on some areas of mutual interest. And um, for example, rather than, rather than having a, so how might that work? Well, rather than having um, an all out fight every time we disagree about something, why don't we just have a display of strength? So the two armies turn up and one of them's has got twice as many soldiers as the other one. And they all show up in their finest, brightly coloured outfits, and then the, the smaller side concedes, or you know, he makes concessions and backs off, um, and and so on. Oh, instead of doing that, let's have sing. I don't know what it'd be. Let's have um, single champion combat. You get your best guy, we get our best guy, and whoever wins wins, and then not everyone else doesn't die. But anyway, that, those are sort of side things when it comes to war. But so you imagine these two tribes fighting, you could get to a situation where they say, let's have a let's have a um let's have a parlay let's stop fighting let's have a chat let's come together to talk about our differences and then you, that's the then you've got the origins of parliaments um so so they can the, the realization of common interests can lead to the kind of you know is another route to the kind of thing we call politics oh i i completely agree and i i think that's a very good point and and um and and it's something that we we have that we see in in both uh, the the history of anthropology and uh, and and in Europe for for sure. I I've, I've read about those uh, spear hurling uh, competitions where which is 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 one way to uh, uh, to uh, to to resolve uh, between uh, tribe conflict without without having too much bloodshed. Where where you have the two groups standing on a on a line, and then they they hurl a few spears uh, at each other, and and then when when somebody is hit, then uh, then it's uh, then it's over. Um, and also, I, I guess also known as the Olympics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, also, I, I, I guess uh, the the whole. Um, I guess we we owe liberal democracy uh, to 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 that basic insight coming out yeah. of of uh, the the wars of of religion in uh, in 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 Europe, uh, where people suddenly realize that maybe we shouldn't kill each other, maybe we should uh, try to to talk to each other. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, is it really as as late? I mean, obviously it's a sliding scale, but was it even as late as the wars of religion? Or I mean. Uh, um, uh, you know, we had the Magna Carta in 
I guess that's a slightly different thing, but but the idea of you know um, self interested individuals coming together to discuss how to either compete less or cooperate more is obviously you know ancient. So does have I before we go any further? Did, so are you are you on board with this? Did you did, did need work? Oh, I, lingering, I, I lingering I, questions. I, I think I'm I'm pretty much uh, on on board. I I like the the dual emphasis on cooperation and conflict. I like the I like the the fact that it can work at at any uh, level of sociality from from the family to the to the nation state and beyond. Um, I I think that it is important to keep in mind those those two levels that we that we talked about, but that's not something that's that's in opposition to the to the definition. Uh, and then then I think it's where, where it's it's important probably to 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 think uh, deeply uh, about uh, about the definition is is this shift from from politics to warfare? Like when when does it actually? Mm. Uh, mm occur uh but but i i'm uh i'm on board well that's music to my ears michael uh, what more what more could i ask for <laughs> yes, exactly. um well so um and obviously i think i think the the, the core bit is there's definitely well i mean it definitely is the case that people disagree about how to cooperate um and so that seems un incontrovertible or whatever un uncontroversial um so that bit it must be true whether and to what extent it explains all the things we call politics is a you know is a work in progress but i think there's something there's something there um one other bonus of this uh this way of thinking about politics which we will we must return to in a future podcast is what this says about the relationship between um, politics and morality or, or morality and politics and very briefly if if it's the case as i've i've argued before many people have argued if it's the case that morality is all about cooperation if morality is essentially um it's it's up it's our it's a their morality is, our, is a set of cooperative preferences is a preference for for um, for reciprocating over cheating, it's a preference for respecting property over stealing. It's a preference for heroism over cowardice, and so on. So, if if morality is about preferences for various types of cooperation, and politics is disagreement about how to how to cooperate or what to cooperate over, then without getting into the details, this this theory explains why morality and cooperation are related. Is because they both reflect preferences for cooperation, albeit at, at, at different scales, with individual or collective scales or whatever it is. But that's what before we get into what the relationship is, that's why there is a relationship, because they both reflect some underlying um preferences for cooperation. And, and I just want to uh, uh note that that you said that morality and cooperation is related, but you meant morality and politics. Oh, that's sorry. That's yes. Um, that's why morality and politics are related to one another. It's because they both are rooted in cooperative preferences. Yeah. 
sorry if I misspoke. But, um, but we will return to that maybe next time. Uh, well, Michael, as always, it's been a pleasure. I hope you have a healthy rest of the rest of the week, rest of the month. And thank you very much. To forward, you too, Oliver. I look forward to cooperating with you again next time. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Take care. Take care. Thank you.